Chapter 18 of Arona, Princess Chelsiah A few hours later, a knock came at the door. The festivities have begun, sires, said a voice outside. The princess wonders where the guests of honor are. Jack opened the door. Oh, uh, we're sorry, no one told us. Come on, guys, let's go. We hurried out, not knowing what to expect. The princess wonders, teased Cubby, as we walked down the richly decorated long hall behind our guide. I was thinking the same thing. We entered a grand ballroom with tables that ran alongside each wall, covered with meat, fruit, breads, pastries, and wine. It was a true feast. Medieval music played above on a balcony. I searched the room for the princess. Finely dressed men and women danced in the middle of the room, but I couldn't find her anywhere. I saw the young man that was sitting next to her before, dancing with a beautiful young lady, and walked over to him when the song was over. Uh, excuse me. I'm looking for the princess, I said. You mean my beautiful sister, the princess? She's over there at the head of the room, he replied with a smirk. He was young and charming with short light hair and kind hazel eyes. I started to walk through the crowded room. I could hear people talking about me as I went. The story of me blurting out beautiful had spread like fire throughout the court. For some reason, I didn't care. Knowing that I'd already made a fool of myself gave me confidence like never before. It can only get better, I thought to myself. Then I spotted her. She was sitting at a raised table in a light blue dress, cinched tight around her waist, looking even more beautiful than before. She smiled as she watched her brother and friends dance. She was graceful yet relaxed and full of life. She seemed to be glowing. I took a deep breath, swallowed and walked towards her with an unfamiliar rush of courage. Your Highness, uh, would you like to dance? I said before remembering something terrible. I didn't know how to dance. I hated dancing. I didn't even go to clubs and I definitely didn't know how to dance like they were dancing. She looked up to me and I tried not to smile, not saying anything for a moment as she looked into my eyes. Yes. I would. I began to panic while she walked around the table. My eyes flicked to several of the couples nearest me, attempting to memorize their movements in a last-minute attempt to save myself. I grabbed her hand and gently pulled her towards me, trying the best I could to mimic the others, but failing horribly. It was weird, but I I didn't even care. The world around me faded into nothing. All I could feel was her soft hands in mine see her face as she smiled at me, and trying her best not to laugh at my inability to follow the others. (laughs) Have you done this dance before, Troy? Man from Earth? Oh, oh yeah, many times. I win awards for this dance where I'm from. Can't you tell? She laughed at that as I gently stepped on her foot. The dancing on Earth must have really suffered since my grandfather left. I have no idea what you mean, I said as we bumped into another couple. Luckily, the song ended. She kept my hand in hers and walked back towards her table. My heart raced as we approached. I could feel eyes on both of us. We stood there, staring at each other for what seemed like forever, until she looked down, blushing slightly. Who are you? She whispered, looking up at me again. Everyone was staring at us, but for the first time in my life, I didn't care. Nothing mattered. All that mattered to me was her, and she could tell. It overwhelmed her, and in that moment... I could tell she felt the same way about me. I I dreamed about you once, a few weeks ago, and 
and I've been dreaming about you ever since, every night. I know it sounds crazy and cheesy and, and like some terrible pickup line, but, but it's true. We were meant to be together. She blushed even more, somewhat flattered, but also slightly uncomfortable and embarrassed. She looked around at her friends, probably hoping none of them had heard. Then another dance started. I I'm sorry, I know that seems strange and intense, but since I saw you, I I've lost all control of reason. I I'm not myself. Please, forgive me. I leave tomorrow morning. Even now, my house prepares for the journey. Will you be staying long in New London? I hope so. We seek an audience with the king. When will he return? Then it dawned on me what she had just said. Wait, leaving? Where, where are you going? Just then, an older man, who looked to be an advisor of some sort, came and whispered something into her ear. My grandfather will be back in a few days. I have to attend some of his urgent business in his absence. I'm so sorry. Hopefully I will see you again when I return. I must be going. Goodbye, she said as she gave me a gentle kiss on the cheek and walked off with some of her ladies, taking one last look just before she left the room. I was beyond excited, but after she left it was hard to enjoy the feasting and dancing. All I could really think about was the next time I'd see her. I sat with Drew and Jack, laughing at Cubby, Larry, and Allie, and Leafin while they tried to dance to the different songs. Cubby had quickly made friends with a group of people at the table next to ours and was taking turns drunkenly dancing like a fool with Leafin and several ladies. It was entertaining to say the least. Suddenly the prince walked over towards our table. This time he had a different beautiful young woman on his arm. I think your brother is quite taken with my twin sister, he said with a wry smile. Is he this way with all women, or does he just go after princesses in faraway kingdoms? Just princesses, replied Drew. No, seriously, I've never seen him go after anyone. I'm Prince Cyan, by the way, he said, giving a slight bow. We should all get together when I return in a week. I'd love to hear more about Earth and how it's changed. Yeah, we'd really love that. We'd also love to find a way back home, replied Jack. You'll have to ask Grandfather about that when he gets back. Try and enjoy yourself until then, he replied, taking another drink and pulling the beautiful young lady closer. Prince Cyan... When do you and the princess leave in the morning? I asked. You are relentless. I love it, he said laughing. We leave at dawn at the east gate of the city. He slammed his wine glass down on the table. He then quickly spun off, locking arms with yet another beautiful lady who was passing by. That night, I couldn't sleep. I was so excited to see the princess again and just couldn't settle down. I stayed at the party with Leafin and Cubby until everyone eventually passed out. I walked around the beautiful candlelit palace for hours, looking at the art and great rooms that went on forever. Just before dawn, I headed to where the guards told me the east gate was. As I approached, I looked out a window and saw a carriage already waiting. Thinking I was too late, I started running the rest of the way down to the gate and finally reached it. I was slightly out of breath. There was at least 50 knights on horseback riding two by two in front and behind the carriage. I hurried down and rushed over before being stopped by one of the knights. Let him pass, it's all right, said Chelsea, smiling at me through the opening. Are you stalking me? She wore a thick fur wrap to ward off the cold chill in the air. She looked breathtaking. Yes, I laughed. I wanted to see you one last time before you went. Well, now you've seen me, she said, smiling again. I gently took her by the hand, still standing on the steps of the carriage. Do you have to go? I asked. Yes, I'm afraid I must. 
I don't want you to go. I'll be counting down the moments until you return, I said, gently kissing her hand. I can't believe I said that, I thought to myself. Come on, lover boy, said the voice behind me. She'll be back before you know it. The prince grabbed me by the shoulder, laughing and stumbling drunkenly into the carriage past me, scarcely able to walk. Goodbye, then, whispered the princess. Goodbye, I said. The prince smiled, closing the carriage door and signaling for the driver to go. I had never said such things to anyone. It was though a hopeless romantic had taken over my body. I found myself worried for her safety and watched with concern while her entourage exited through the gate and crossed the long eastern causeway, running to the other side of the lake. All I could do was wait for her to return. I could only hope that she came back before we had to leave.